Hello, and welcome to Down at Kintail Camp, the podcast that keeps you connected to the people, places, sights, and sounds that make Camp Kintail an especially special place. I'm Kristen Hydra-Gillard, and today we sit down with Heather McCauley to hear about what she remembers most in her many years and different roles at camp. Thank you, Heather, for your insight and memories through some of camp's big changes and for sharing what makes Kintail special to you. See if you can recall any of the crafts, people, or foods that Heather brings to the table today. So I am Heather McCauley. I used to be Heather McKillop. I, my first time on site was May of 1984, and I continued on coming to young people's events until 92. I was on staff in 92 and 93, and then came back um, for a transition year in 2007. Um, so in 1990 and 91 were Scott Sinclair's last two years on camp and I volunteered here a lot that summer. Um, I worked a lot doing archive work, going through the photos, we framed a lot of things that year. Um, and then in 1992 when Gwen Brown or Harvest um, came on staff, I came up as kitchen assistant and I worked under a beautiful lady named Millie um, that summer. And then when Millie didn't come back the next year, I was 24 years old and Gwen said, you can be kitchen manager. I said, um, I don't know what you're thinking. She goes, it'll be fine. You can do it. It was um, one of my favorite summers at camp. I can put out a Christmas dinner, a Thanksgiving dinner for as many people as I can at my house now without an issue um, because that summer we did Christmas dinner in July for 125 people. And so now nothing, the thing I do that way is ever a challenge. Um, then back in 2004, uh, I was asked to be on the anniversary, the 75th anniversary committee. And that sort of brought us back into camp again. And I returned in 2006 to cover for the cook that had fallen and gotten hurt. And then in 2007 was our uh, transition year that we, uh, that we spent here, yeah. Um, it's been 10 years. So yeah, we came for Pacific and Molly's wedding. Um, the year we came in 2004, they were the twins' babysitters. They were a year and a half old. And I mean, I mean, Megan and Scott just seemed like these little kids to me. And they chased those 18 month old children all over this site. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's how long it's been. We've been here since we've been here since since their wedding. So. Well, over the years, I think my favorite place has changed. Um, back when I was on staff, there was uh, a spot over in the bluff that had a drop down. And I could sit there and nobody would know I was there. I could escape from the kitchen and no one could find me. And it was just a beautiful place to sit. But I have to say now, my favorite place has been watching the evolution of the site and watch the old things become new again and the new things blend in completely with them. Um, I don't find that the site has changed. Everybody says, oh, how much has the site changed since you were here? And while it's changed, everything looks as if it's always been there um, and doesn't interfere with how camp feels for me. So it's just been a beautiful time to be back and to see the things that have always been here, see how the history hasn't been taken away, but improved upon. And 
Um, you can still go back and say, this is where this happened and this is where this happened. But um, the evolution of camp means that as we've gotten older, the places to sleep have gotten more comfortable and there's less, there's less bugs and um, there's air conditioning. So I think as, as we've gotten older from the, you know, that mid eighties group, I can see a lot of the people I went to camp with and went to young people's with coming back now and enjoying the site with their family and for some of them with their grandkids. So it's been pretty cool this weekend to be back. think of things that you do at, at camp being a legacy but I'm sure that there are things that happen you know all the time that they had to be somebody's somebody had to bring it here songs you know an especially special day the way that we that we celebrate things at camp it just so happens I find out this weekend that I was the bringer of grasshopper pie um, to camp it was one of my favorite things to make when I was in the kitchen and serving it one day was the only time I ever got caught with my elbows on the table um, <laughs> was enjoying a piece of grasshopper pie from the kitchen and uh, it's cool to see that it's now still a favorite here at camp and that was really nice to come back to to narrow Kintail down to just one story would be diminishing its history but um, as I've been here all weekend, everywhere I go brings up a story that I can't believe I remember. Um, but just today, the year that the arts and crafts director paper mached a staff member's car to look like a dinosaur and drove it around camp <laughs> to delight the kids. Um, just watching this car and the, and the look on the kids' faces as this dinosaur drove down um, was pretty amazing. But like I said, every piece of camp for me has a, has a memory. And that's probably the best part about coming back to Kintail. Love that dinosaur. That, that was a, amazing. Um, the guy that was camp, the arts and crafts director that year is now a bohemian artist out in Vancouver. And he builds uh, musical instruments out of wood. Um, and uh, he also made giant kites. We had kites that were 15 by 15 feet in panels that we took out um, on what's now the tree garden. And I can remember when that, oh, I can remember when it sailed into the air and everybody just like screaming because there was no way you thought that this massive thing was gonna get off the ground. But that was a really interesting summer because Dave brought a lot of uh, different arts and crafts. He would carve things out of foam. And so we had foam giraffe heads that were, you know, eight feet tall and, I think there was a hippo and there was an alligator for sure. And then there was a paper mache alligator. I don't know if you ever remember that. It hung in the lodge and it had a, um, some time capsule stuff in its belly. And it hung in the lodge near the fireplace. And we had all put something in that, uh, in that that was there. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think it was a Peter Pan pirate kind of week. I can remember um, that was the summer. It rained all summer and almost all of our camp pictures were taken inside. And I can see the outfits still to this day in my head that everyone wore for Pirate Week. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful week. It was probably one of my favorite theme weeks on camp. All right, so the summer of 2007, um, Harvest had given her resignation that she was not gonna be here that summer. And um, she had asked some friends and I to 
work on the uh, finding a new director and finding an interim director for that summer and to help with staffing. So um, the four kids and I spent most of our summer here at camp for the summer of 2007. And it was a transition year. Um, Harvest had been here for 15 years, so none of the staff knew anything other than um, having camp under Harvest. And so for them, it was a really big change. So um, for me, I dealt with a lot of the female staff um, that had always had uh, Gwen to look up to and to ask their questions and stuff. And some of them had some, it was big years, right? Your teenage years are big years. And I was blessed to be here and help some of them through this transition. Um, but it was really nice to be here when they just needed someone to talk to and they needed someone that knew camp and knew the history of having been on staff and, and that. And, I, I can still see um, one girl in particular coming to me and say, I just need to sit and talk to you. Can you just sit and talk to me? And my kids weren't there yet. Um, my kids were little at that point. And so being here that year um, was huge for me. And I still have them on Facebook. They were the ones that encouraged me to get Facebook because it was just for the young people back then. And I still get to watch them and I get to watch their children um, be born and watch their children grow up and hear that, you know, their, their now four-year-olds cannot wait to come to camp next year for um, their first experience at Kintail. And it looks like they're going to come from across the country. People that have moved are going to come back so that their kids can go together at camp. And to me, that's just a beautiful thing. So I started at Kintail, um, not in the Kintail family per se, but in the PYPS family, in the Young People's Group. Um, and from that point, I met my bridesmaids, my best friend. <laughs> um, and people who you don't even have to see differently than, than your school friends. Kintail friends Kintail friends are different than school friends because it doesn't matter how long it's been since you talk to them, you always have a blessing you can talk about. There's always something about being at camp. There's always something about having spent time at camp together that can make you smile. So <laughs> be it Mark Collins waking up cabins with a weed whacker um, singing at the top of our lungs, sliding down Cabin Hill during the very, very wet summer. I can picture people's faces still. I can remember what they meant to me then. <laughs> and I can see the joy that my children have being here after all these years um, of being off-site and how much they love this place. Thank you so much, Heather, for taking the time to share your stories and memories. Camp brings so many people with so many different talents to a place that allows for creativity and sharing. It's amazing what you remember so many years later. Today, we end the podcast with a brief message from Todd Benito and a song performed by the staff of 2004, Shout to the Lord. Thank you for joining us today, and we can't wait to see you again down at Kintail Camp. Hi, this is Todd Benito. I've been involved with Camp Kintail now for 30 years. We know that this has been a challenging year for a lot of families, 
and it's also been a challenging year here at Camp Kintail. For those of you who are able, we would really appreciate you considering making a donation. Your donations are tax deductible and will allow Kintail to continue offering programming this year and into the future. Donations can be made over the phone, on our website, or through an e-transfer. Thank you to everyone who has continued to support Camp Kintail through this difficult time. Your support is greatly appreciated. Lord Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Joy.